what's going on guys this is the combat source podcast my name is josh um it is august tuesday um 2022 and it is a hot ass day in southern california here and i'm glad to be back it's been some time you know me man i take these uh long breaks between episodes man um but it's glad to be back and do another one so i'm gonna try to again i'm gonna do these it's good pretty seems pretty freaking random as the the uh, the output i have with these episodes man but um you know we'll see taking it day by day man i'm just taking it day by day so um you know since the last episode we missed a lot there was a lot going on in combat sports uh this past weekend not so much you had a you had some bkfc you had some one championship uh before that um, it was a super busy weekend with, uh, I think 287 or, you know, with Leon and Usman, but, um, or 278, I'm sorry. And, you know, we, it, it was a busy weekend, the weekend prior, um, this past weekend, Mighty Mouse doing his thing, looking amazing. So we'll get to Mighty Mouse. We're going to get to, uh, some Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva, which is looking like might happen in October. Uh, we're going to get to, hmm, let me see, I'm going to, I'm going to talk some training. I'm going to talk some like real life combat sports training. Um, if anybody has ever done it, um, my experiences with it, um, and just to kind of go over stuff like that, like being involved in somewhat being involved in combat sports, um, having some to very little experience in combat sports, combat situations, um, you know, does that affect my ability to do my job? Does it affect my ability as a fan? Does it affect, uh, like my viewpoint? Um, you know, the, the fighters like to say that, Oh, you guys, you guys don't do it. You guys never done it. So you don't know what it's like. And I mean, to some extent it's true, I guess when you're looking at it from more of like a analytical standpoint, when you're looking at it from a technique breakdown type of standpoint. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. If you, if you don't have any training or specific training like that, yeah, you can, you know, we'll get to all that. I don't want to get to all that right now, but we'll get to all that. So, um, and then we'll talk some Leon Edwards, uh, that, that I have to touch on that, even though it was about almost two weeks ago by now. Leon uh, knocking out Kamaru Usman in the fifth round with, I believe, less than a minute to go. Um, getting dominated for the better part of three rounds and winning, in a lot of people's minds, the first round on, on judges' scorecards. I think he won the first, dominated the next three. And... Um, was for the most part dominated in the fifth um, until the last minute. So big props to Leon Edwards. I mean, long road for that guy. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things riding on this win and this fight for both fighters in a lot of ways. Uh, Kamaru Usman looking to you know continue to break records, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to necessarily do that. Um, he pro he probably will eventually, I think for the most part, I, I think he'll, he'll, 
getting he'll get the first crack at Leon's uh, title defense. I think they're going to do probably automatic rematch. I would expect them to. Um, that puts uh, Hamza Chimaev in a little bit of a pickle because let's say he, you know, he's taking on Nate Diaz. I think next weekend. Um, you know, if he beats Nate Diaz, what do they do? You have a fairly healthy Leon Edwards. You have, uh, let's say he gets past Nate Diaz pretty quick. You have a fairly healthy uh, Hamza Chimaev. Um, do you do that fight next before you do the Usman fight? Because Usman needs a, a, you know, a mandatory medical suspension before he comes back. So, you know, do you do something like that? Do you risk a potential rematch? Or what do you do with Hamzat, you know? Um, do you just give him another top five contender, you know, that's willing to fight him, you know, that he hasn't fought already? Um, you know, what do you do? So there's a lot of, uh, you know, moving parts around in terms of uh, figuring out what the welterweight title picture looks like going forward. Um, then you have, you know, the fact that Leon, you know, may have to sit out till the springtime, you know, late spring, early summer before, you know, they end up sending up, setting up a London card with him and with him and Usman. You know, that's a long time to sit out. You know, you only have so many years in your prime, you know a long time to sit out so i wouldn't necessarily want to do that if i was him but then it's like what do you do do you make a quick turnaround and fight a number one contender or a high level contender like a hamza chamayev or a uh shock shock rakmanov or or you know gilbert burns or 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 uh colby Covington, or do you go for the with the grudge match against uh jorge masvidal you know, but then you give Masvidal a title shot when he definitely doesn't deserve it. What do you do? What does Leon do? Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what you do. Um, I would expect most likely what I see happening. I see maybe Hamzat fights a guy like Masvidal or fights another top-level guy um, just to stay busy. Uh, maybe a Jeff Neal if he gets past uh, um, uh, Wonder Boy Thompson, or if he doesn't even fight Wonder Boy. If Jeff Neal doesn't fight Wonder Boy, he could fight Hamzat. Uh, I would say if I was Hamzat, I'd probably stay away from Rachmanov because I think that's his um, toughest. I think that's Hamzat's toughest outing in the division. Um, you don't want to risk your your you know your title shot on that guy. Um, who's a less charismatic version of yourself, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know what the, what the picture looks like. Um, I, I would most likely expect Leon to kind of sit out, wait for Usman, get that London card, um, have the rematch, you know, which probably won't be till almost a year from now. And then, and then Hamza just kind of stays busy in, in between, you know, fights a couple contenders and you know hopefully stays in the in the the top the top five top three space um and most likely won't get a, a crack at the title until next fall which is crazy crazy sucks for Hamzat because like what do you do if I was Hamzat I, w I would probably go to middleweight 
you know, if if they're going to really do that with Leon and, and Usman, if I was Hamzat, I would go back to middleweight and just stay busy at middleweight, fight some middleweight contenders. If you lose to a top middleweight contender, no shame because it's not necessarily your division. Um, you know, but you want to really be smart about who you choose. Um, you know, I think I think that's the best case. You know, I think I think a Hamzat versus uh, Israel Adesanya fight could probably happen sooner than a Hamzat versus you know a Leon or a Usman. So you know, we keep talking about Hamzat, but I mean, I think for the most part, everybody kind of has an idea that Hamzat is you know the guy knocking on the door, the big bad wolf. You know what I mean? In the in the in the forest, so. You know, no pun, and I didn't. I think that's his, his, uh, yeah, his. I think his his nickname. So, uh, big props to Leon Edwards. Fantastic win. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, finish. Really blew people's minds with that one, and I think I was really happy to see that. Really, you don't get those kind of stories a lot, and especially when a fight goes like that, you don't. Um, so big props to him. Um. Then we have, uh, we have the, uh, I think today got announced that Jake Paul and Anderson Silva is a, there's a potential, uh, October boxing match between the two. Um, I mean, I guess this falls in line with Jake Paul's, you know, trajectory in terms of where he's going. He's fighting aged out, washed up MMA fighters who, and is, you know, slowly creeping up the 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 ladder of difficulty you know a lot of people are saying well anderson silva it's a it's a for sure bet you know yeah he's he's you know he's too he's too much for for jake he's too much for jake but maybe 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 or maybe not jake's what 25 26 if that anderson's 47 years old 47 and he'll probably be 47 or if not is 47 or past 47 by the time this fight comes around. It, it, I don't know when his birthday is. I'm just, I'm just talking out of my ass, but I don't, I, I don't like this fight for Anderson. Um, you know, I think he got past a Hula Cesar Chavez Jr. Fight relatively easy. Um, when Cesar Chavez had low expectations, you know, and probably didn't train that much. And Jake Paul's going to go in like he's fighting Canelo. You know what I'm saying? And Jake Paul's younger. He's fresher. He's hungrier. He's big. Um, he's talented. I mean, and the guy hits like a truck, man. And he's going to go in there looking for something to prove. And, and unlike Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., I think he's not going to let, let himself be made a fool. You know, Anderson looked great. He has looked great in his boxing, uh, you know, career so far. At 47 years old, you can't you can't knock the guy, man. The guy looks fantastic, man. And he beat a young, you know, former champion in in boxing. And even though you may discount the win by who he fought and the condition in terms of the state of his career that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is in currently. Um, 
it's still you know a notable win by anderson and he looked amazing in it he looked confident he looked good at his age um and i think a fight like jake paul is a dangerous one you know what i mean it's a big money fight i think it's good for anderson to get a big 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 payday towards the end of his career um the fact that he's still competing is crazy um the guy's nearly 50 years old um i don't see jake getting a lot of respect for this fight even if he does win um people are going to look at it like he's yeah he's fighting above you know the difficulty levels of a Tyron Woodley or a Ben Askren who were washed up aged MMA fighters with very little to no, you know, expert level standup skills. And now you're fighting a guy who was probably one of the most, you know, pretty the, mo- the, the Michael Jordan of our, of our sport. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I don't like this. I don't like this in, in the sense of what it may do to Anderson's legacy. To lose to a Logan Paul is a big deal. To beat a Logan Paul, not so much. Um, I mean, it, all it's. I mean, Anderson is technically supposed to win this fight. Um, I think Logan or Jake will probably come in as an underdog in this fight. I'll be curious to see what the betting lines are actually. And, but I think that Anderson is quote unquote expected to win this fight. Um, but I don't know if that's the case, man. I don't know if that's really going to be the case because, you know, at 47 years of age, you know, when he was still competing in the UFC, he wasn't necessarily able to take hard shots anymore. I don't know. Um, are you gonna, how is he going to do against a guy? Shit nearly 20 years younger than him <laughs> you know what i mean uh, who's who's big who's who hits hard you know may not have as much experience as him but is young hungry dedicated who hits like a fucking truck and is 20 years younger than him almost like what do you the, the advantages that anderson has in this fight are low i mean if he comes out of this fight with a win i think it's would be huge you know when i just said that beating jake might not be that you know i think well i don't know because i <laughs> i did downplay having a win over jake i mean in in the, in the eyes of a, a mma purist and in, in the eyes of an mma hardcore fan or even a, in a casual fan um you know anderson beating jake i think in the MMA fans' eyes, it's huge uh, because, you know, at his age, we just don't know what to expect. Um, even though he's looked good as of late in the boxing department, we don't know what to expect when he fights a guy nearly 20 years younger than him who's big and who hits like a truck. In the eyes of a casual and or somebody who doesn't watch combat sports, it's it's not necessarily a big deal. I think it's I think it's more uh, and if he gets the win. I think, you know, because it'd be like, oh, well, he fought Anderson Silva. I, I heard of that guy. I think is he wasn't he supposed to be very good. You know, if he if he if Jake Paul beats him in the eyes of, of casual sports fans or casual combat sports fans, I think it's a big deal. They're going to look at it and be like, whoa, wasn't that guy like really good? 
or if they knew anything about Anderson Silva, like they'd be like, oh, but he is he is he he's kind of old, isn't he? Or how old is he? Or wasn't didn't he fight like a long time ago? Or, you know what I mean? So it's it's hard to say who has the upside in this fight. Um, I think if if Jake wins, does he get the respect from the fight community? I think they're going to find some ways to discredit him. I think a lot of the fight community will look at Anderson and be like, he looks really good for his age. Um, but on the opposite end of that, it's like, if Jake wins, it'd be like, well, Anderson is 47. I mean, he, he, he was getting knocked out on the way out. I mean, he was losing pretty bad on the way out of MMA. I mean, now he's in boxing at pushing 50. I mean, what they do, you know what I'm saying? But so, I mean, if if Jake wouldn't have taken that uh, Rockman Jr. fight, and I think this would have been kind of like the natural progression. I think this Anderson should have been hit, hit the fight all along. Um, now it just seems like Jake's kind of going back to the well, more so than letting it his his career progress. I think it, now it just seems like he's just going back and reaching. Let me find another big name MMA guy that I could beat up. You know what I'm saying? And no one's gonna care. You know, you know while we're out, they find about the age 47. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever. I, I'm I'm gonna win. I'm gonna get past this. I'm gonna I'm gonna puff my chest out in the ring if I knock him out, and I'm gonna fucking you know throw some money in the air and you know on on continues the hype train. You know what I'm saying? So. It, I just don't like it. I don't like it for Anderson. I wish he would just fight, you know, no name to average popularity boxers. I, I prefer him to do that. Stay busy. Fight guys like that. Get paydays. Stay busy. Get Be active. You know, retire around 50. Call it a day. Not go and fight one of the most high-profile fights that you can get currently in all of combat sports. And if you lose, and if you lose badly, you are a meme for for the year. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't like it. I don't like it for Anderson. I don't like it for Anderson's legacy. I don't like it for a lot of reasons. I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, he will lose to a Jake Paul who's, again, big, strong, dedicated hungry and nearly 20 years younger than him i just don't like it i don't like it so you know i know the the a lot of people like and you know eric hawani or luke thomas or any of these guys who i love and respect i think a lot of people are going to feel like oh you know anderson's got this there's no way jake paul's going to out school anderson there's no way there's no way there's no way he doesn't have to out school anderson he just has to land a really good hard right shot and trust me, he's going to come in well-conditioned, and he's going to come in ready to ready to brawl. I think he's going to come in ready to you knock Anderson Silva out, and I think there's a good chance that he could do it. At Jake Paul being 25 years old and Anderson being 47, I, th- I think there's a really good chance that Jake Paul could win this fight in, in devastating fashion. I really do. And... 
I'd, I'm curious to see what the overall opinion and perception of this fight is going to be and, and the pred- predictions for this fight is going to be for uh, some of the MMA, you know, media media guys out there. I'm curious to see what they, what they think. Um, you know, what else? What else I wanted to get to? Uh, Demetrius Johnson. I wanted to get to Demetrius's win. I thought he looked fantastic i thought you know he had some he did overcome some adversity in the fight um he avenged his loss i think he's gone over to one championship and has looked amazing which i kind of figured he would you know what i mean like you have uh eddie alvarez who was kind of towards the end of his career didn't seem like he necessarily really wanted to do it he was battling injuries i think he i haven't seen him fight since almost over a year now um Demetrius has looked fantastic, man. Aside from that one loss to Andre Marais, who who he just avenged, Demetrius has, for one championship, has, you know, been worth every penny. You know, same with Ben Askren. It was a great, it was a great trade, man. You know, Demetrius helped build some stars. Um, had brought some high profile uh, attention to. This, uh, to the organization um, he's definitely the face of the organization um, and is a full-fledged worthy champion at his age and with his accomplishments and in this fight I mean he he is already on the mount you know one of the best of all time um, and I think this cements that in a lot of people's mind Demetrius Johnson is and still is one of the best fighters to ever do it hands down top five pound for pound kings of the sport there's no no doubt about it one pound for pound kings of the sport you have to include demetrius johnson on this list and and this was like a almost like this was this was a y'all must have forgot fight this was a y'all must have forgot you almost have must have forgot how good i was you know how how good i am you almost have forgot what my record was in the UFC, how it will probably almost, it will never be broken or at least to be quite a while till that record gets broken in terms of title defenses. Um, you almost forgot how skilled I am in every aspect of the sport. You almost forgot, man. And I think this, along with the Rotang fight, I mean, he's just on a roll right now. You know, you could put him up as fighter of the year. I mean, He's he's just looked amazing. He's he's held his head high. He's uh, acted like a champion every step of the way. He's beat um, one of you know the best kickboxers, Muay Thai ex practitioners in the world ever. Um, he's beaten. He's avenged his lone title loss in in the organization and with devastating fashion. And he's just looked amazing, man. And and he's he's he's. Uh, ambassador of the sport and of the company and um i couldn't say anything anymore uh, uh for demetrius a funny story about demetrius when i was a ufc intern back in 2015 we were having an intern meeting and i guess uh, demetrius was in the the building for whatever reason i think they asked him if he wanted to come in and give us a little pep talk so he comes in I'm kind of sitting by the the door, the entrance area. It's kind of like glass windows, one of those kind of office rooms, those meeting spaces that have glass windows. 
uh, glass doors and everything. Um, so he, Demetrius comes in, stands basically right next to me and puts on this kind of like drill sergeant hands behind the, the hands behind the, ha- uh, the, his back, um, you know, pacing back and forth, giving us just, uh, which I forget what exactly what he was saying, but giving us this kind of like a military style coach pep talk, you know what I mean? Which I thought was, was pretty cool. Um, he is what you see in his interviews. He is what you see in, in the media. Um, he is that guy. Um, he has that same energy and he has that same, uh, uh, positive attitude and smile. I mean, and he looks, he, and he's, he's kind of like a, and he's built, you know, he's a small, he's a short dude, but he's, he's solid. You can, you can, he's, he's built, he's, um, built like a little fire hydrant, man. He, 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 at times may look a little slim, a little small, a little small framed. I mean, definitely he's a small guy, but he is uh, like a like a bowling ball, man. He's he's rock solid, dude, and he's a super nice guy. Uh, said some really nice things, made an appearance, and so that's my my Demetrius Johnson story. Um, you have some uh, some headliners, some news coming out. You have Corey Anderson versus Nemkov two, which will uh, headline Bellator two eighty eight. Um, upcoming, I think this year, let me see when that card is, uh, Bellator made some, uh, announcements today. Um, that will be November 18th. Um, you also have, a, an amazing, uh, card in Long Beach, uh, this coming month in September over in, um, over in Bellator, um, with, P- uh, Pitbull and, and AJ McKee and all that. So. Um, definitely excited for Bellator's, uh, upcoming schedule. I thought he, I thought they looked, um, they have a really good, uh, schedule coming up. I just happened to look at it fairly recently. Um, yeah, Bellator, not Bellator, another, uh, celebrity boxing match. I think this will be on the zone. This will be in October. You have Haseen Rahman Jr. Who we were just talking about, Rahman Jr. Uh, he will fight Vitor Belfort. Um, Vitor last competed against Evander Holyfield um, in this much criticized celebrity kind of ish boxing bout between two old legends. Uh, Vitor, I believe, is mid 40s. Let me see. Vitor is 45 years old. Vitor is 45 years old, former MMA champion. Um, you know, has pretty much been in mixed martial arts his entire career. Um, has always been considered to have one of the uh, quickest and most devastating striking in all of uh, mixed martial arts. He will fight uh, twelve and one, Hasim Rahman Jr., who was supposed to compete against Jake Paul this past uh, August, July, whenever the card was supposed to be. Um, I think August. Um, so. For whatever reason, they're not, you know, making that fight happen. So Rahman Jr. will fight uh, Vitor Balfort. I believe, uh, yeah, this coming October. I don't know how to, how to feel about that fight. Um, Rahman Jr. is definitely uh, 
you know, not an easy bout, more of an actual formal boxer with a with a decent record. Uh, comes from boxing lineage. Uh, Vitor is one of MMA's most devastating strikers, but is 45 years old. Vitor might be on some sauce that might help him in this fight, but you know there is age, man. You're 45 years old. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I would assume that Rahman, Rahman Jr. will be the favorite. And I, if I would have bet money, I'd probably bet money on him um, to win. Um, I don't know. We'll see how that fight goes. That's going to be in October. I, mean, I don't think there's an, an official like date set. Um, but that's something to definitely look out for. So we have... Jake Paul against Anderson Silva and Rahman Jr. versus Vitor Belfort this fall in the MMA versus boxing versus YouTube thing we have going on nowadays. So that is that is something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You you guys think about how uh, how you want to think about that? I, will I watch? Yes, I will. No doubt about that. Um, I think tonight there's a Dana White series, contender series tonight. I, I honestly have never watched a contender series. Um, not that I, I'm against it in any way, like, like a tough, you know, but I just, for some reason, just never get around to it. Um, I don't know why I just, I'm, I'm never in a rush to see the contender series for whatever reason. I have no problem just watching the highlights. Uh, again, nothing against the contender series. Um, I think it's just it being on a Tuesday night, and then for whatever reason, my schedule those these days. I, I don't know what it is. I just I have I I just don't watch it. I just don't watch it. But that's going on tonight. Um. Uh, quickly, uh, before we go, I want to I want to talk about. Uh, Having combat, you know, training, jujitsu, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, um, karate, you name it, Wing Chun, um, whatever you want, whatever you want to, you know, what whatever discipline or whatever uh, thing you trained in, having that well, you know, working in in combat sports or even just in life in general. I think it's, I think it's a necessary thing. And if you're able to afford it and you're able to, you know, invest in yourself in that way, I think it it can do wonders for you, especially when you're young, I think, um, as it pertains to combat sports, the, I don't necessarily know that it, it, it matters too much. You're definitely going to be asked this a lot. Have you trained? Have you trained? What have you trained in? You know, how long have you trained for? Um, you know, and most of the time it's, it's when you tell somebody that you work in combat sports or you, you're a combat sports media guy, they're going to, most of the time they ask you if you ever trained and you're going to kind of be labeled as, oh, the MMA guy, you know, in your, in your, in your office, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, I would say, majority of I would say it's 50 50 
um, from my experience. I think a lot of MMA media um, trains or has dabbled in some training. Um, some take it more seriously than others, but I would say it's about 50-50. I don't think it's a necessity. I think it may, if you're sounding ignorant, you're definitely, it depends on the respect that you have for the athletes. I think if you're going in there and you're commentating on these fighters and you're commentating on their fights and you're doing it in a very disrespectful way, then yeah, maybe you just should go and train a little bit so you can get woken the fuck up because you could get, you could get humbled very quickly in the training room. Um, and I, it depends on how you look at it. If you're if you're analyzing these fighters and these fights for who they are, what they're worth, and giving them the respect that they they are due, then you can train. You could not train. You don't need to. Um, I think if you're looking to technically do some technical breakdowns of techniques, and in fights you're looking you're you're throwing out, you know, you know, uh, trying to th- you know throw out complicated ass terminology. And you're maybe talking a little bit out of your ass without 100%, 100% knowing really what you're talking about. It might do you some good to, to train a little bit. Um, it depends on how you're going about it. If you're, if you're again, it, it, the respect you're showing, the angle that you're reporting on, um, your viewpoints. And I think, um, yeah, I think that really matters. Um does it does it does is it a necessity to do your job no not not in the media sense i think i think for like referees and judges i think they do require you to do a little bit um and i think you know i've looked into like big john's um referee school and you know back when i was like in my early days i would look it up and they do require you to like know an extensive amount of uh grappling techniques and uh submission holds and stuff like that so to know exactly that you know what you're talking about or what you're looking for um again i don't know if that necessarily applies for a media member um definitely if again it depends on how invested you are in the analyzing of technique and the terminology that you're using and you want to make sure it's correct then yes you might want to do a little training maybe definitely do some extensive research make sure you get the terminology correct make sure you definitely get the techniques and how they are applied and how you're conveying that to your audience, I definitely um, make sure that's correct and do whichever you have to do. If that means training and signing up for a BJJ gym, then, hey, do that. Um, and as far as in everyday life, um, just, just, just going through my brief history of combat sports and things I've trained in, um, Again, I've always been a combat sports fan ever since I was a young pro wrestling fan before that and during the early days. Um, and so I was always you know, a fan of technique. I was always a fan of, uh, um, you know, in the pro wrestling days, the technicians, you know what I mean? Like the, the 
you know, Dean Malenko's and Chris Benoit and Landstorm and Bret Hart and, you know, those guys, you know, Ric Flair, those, you know, Bob Backlund. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guys that, you know, were never the biggest, strongest dudes, but were like technical wizards. You know what I'm saying? Like this is new, every little grappling hold and every little, you know, and sold it perfectly. You know what I'm saying? In the professionally wrestling sense. And then when it came to MMA, um, you know, obviously I just, I just, that's what I loved about MMA is because they had all that plus boxing and all, you know, just, it was just, I loved it. So getting off track. Um, I think every, every kid gets put in some type of karate or Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo for about three to four years. And then my middle school, high school, early high school days, I think in my, my middle school days, trying to remember exactly when it was happening like maybe end of elementary through through my middle school days i'm i think maybe freshman year of high school um i wasn't very good i wasn't very uh i was a little bit more chubbier during those days um you know i wasn't a naturally gifted athlete of a kid you know what i mean i love especially during um my maybe my sophomore year of high school I really got into fitness and you know dropped a ton of weight started running a lot started working out a lot um and then junior year started lifting weights a lot got got a pretty good size and then kind of just fell in love with with working out and routines and and continue to practice my taekwondo techniques and uh no, this is early YouTube day, so there wasn't really a lot on YouTube to really, uh, you know, teach me, you know, my hands. So I used, I, I practiced a lot of my, um, a lot of my Taekwondo techniques in my room. I had a punching bag and all that. So I was always into fitness. Um, and then I went to, maybe I did like a couple classes at King's MMA over in Huntington Beach um with Muay Thai um I did uh I helped start a Brazilian jiu-jitsu club at my college I went to Cal State Los Angeles um is equal Brazilian jiu-jitsu or Eagle BJJ um there I again a, a lot of the other guys that were were helped start the club with me and who were you know the main heads of the group I was definitely the novice out of the group Everybody else had belt rankings. Um, one guy in particular was, I think, brown belt at the time. Uh, I was definitely the novice. I, I did it because they knew me as the MMA guy. You know what I'm saying? They knew me as the MMA enthusiast, the MMA media guy. Um, you know, I w actually, no. I wasn't the MMA media guy yet. I was just the MMA fan. Um, one guy that I became really good friends with, he went to, uh, 10th planet jujitsu, um, I think in orange County. So he went to that school, I think Costa Mesa, I forgot where he, where he actually went. And, uh, and that, that me and him just bonded over mixed martial arts and fighting. And then he asked if I wanted to join it. And so I did, or we actually wanted to start it. It was his idea. And I told him, yeah, let's do it. So. 
did that and I trained in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for almost a year, if not a year. I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's it, man. Since then I've been, I, I, I you know, at home I, I work out and I train in, you know, at home boxing exercises on, from YouTube. I think Nate, Nate Robinson or whatever the heck his name is, not the basketball player that got knocked out by Jake Paul, but there's an, a guy on YouTube that teaches, um, at home boxing courses. Yeah, that was, that was the extent of it. And I think I really, over the past year or so, um, devoted time to like several times a week, uh, training boxing on YouTube, you know, just training my hands, getting the, the memory, you know, having that, that physical memory in my, in my muscles, you know, putting that into my body. And even though I'm not getting like that real world, high pressure experience of sparring somebody or even getting into a real fight on the streets, you know, I think is the best thing I can necessarily do for myself right now. Um, I, th I think it's very important. I think it's very important for the person to, to train, to understand that they are vulnerable, you know, that if they do not, you know, physically train in these, in these, in these scenarios that when they do come up, they will panic. I mean, we've all seen those videos of people throwing hands and, and grappling in the streets and looking stupid as fuck. That's how you're going to look unless you become that person who was trained, you know, who was able to subdue, uh, an aggressor who was able to knock out a punk ass motherfucker in the club, you know, who's, who's, who just slapped your girl, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you that, that to subdue that wield knife wielding guy in the mall that's coming after your kids. You get what I'm saying? Like to avoid a knockout type of situation because that's where the people that nobody wants to be in. You do not want to be in a, a situation where you're knocked out unconscious on the floor because at that point you'll be lucky to get out of it alive. You'll be lucky to survive the, survive the knockout alive. But if you can avoid a stand-up situation and even as tempting as it is and, and take a guy down or an aggressor down and subdue them and fuck it break a limb or choke them out so you really take them out of the equation i mean it's it's all the better you can you can you can control a person from a top position and you know save lives that way save your own life and others so i would definitely recommend jujitsu and like a wrestling grappling style of of combat training above a striking discipline um just for everyday use um but i definitely think you need to train in some form of stand-up so if you could do a, just an mma gym that'd be great um where they teach you everything but if you're gonna go for i need to i can only afford one i can only want to want to do one i only want to focus on one that's great but do something to condition your body do something to get your that muscle memory train in the Nate Bauer fitness programs on YouTube free 15 Nate Bauer. There you go. 15, 20 minute programs that they have that he has. 
it gets your body comfortable. It gets your body used to those during those combinations, during those 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 movements. It gets your body comfortable with it, um, and really training the jiu-jitsu because I'm telling you, if somebody comes at you, comes at you, comes at your family, your friends, that confidence you have in those type of situations is invaluable. So that's my, that's my recommendation. Um, that's my, my piece on combat training, sports training. Um, I wish I had more. I wish I would have done more when I was younger. Um, I'm 36 years old now. I'm not that old, but still, I wish I would have invested in my myself when I was 18. You know what I'm saying? I wish I really wish I did. That's my one of my biggest regrets as far as self development. I wish I wish I really did. Um, because doing it at 36 years old is not doing it the same as even 26 years old. So I really, I really wish I really, really fully committed to it. Even at 26, like that was around the time I was doing the, the club. It's just not the same. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like that like that long ago, but that was quite a bit ago. And it's just not the same as, as really getting it when you're young and you're strong, you're healthy because I've had meniscus surgery. I've had I've only have like 30%, 35% of my meniscus left in my knee. Um, you know, my flexibility is shit. Um, especially my lower body, like it's just shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be better. Not, not that it's bad, but you know, I'm not doing splits or not even close. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm okay, but it's just my muscle, my, my, my strength and my, the muscles in my legs and, and, and my overall flexibility kind of contributed to, you know, my injury that I had. And I think my overall uh, physical training, I used to do a lot of running in the gyms and on treadmills. I used to, you know, work out a lot. Um, I think a lot of that contributed to, um, I think that a lot of that contributed to my injury and I just really wish I would have invested in my physical health and my my uh my fight training when I was younger when I really actually really wanted to and just never did. That's the kind of thing is like it's what I learned is just to do it. Just to do it. You know? And stop making excuses. Like I'm doing now again. I think everybody does, but I'm definitely doing now and I wish I I didn't then. So I think now I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do it, man. Because when situations like come up with like you know, where you got to defend yourself or defend your family, you know, that that knowledge and that experience is is it's just wonders, man. It'll do wonders for you. Just for your self-confidence, it'll do wonders for you. Um, you don't need to be a professional fighter. You just need to be able to get yourself out of bad situations. And I recommend it for everybody on a personal level and on a professional level. I think it'll help appreciate um, combat sports, especially if you work in it. You know, so that's my piece. Um, you have UFC France this weekend. 
um, Zero Gone, uh, Taito Ibasa, uh, Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori. Fantastic fights. I'm kind of, I think I'm leaning more towards Gone and Whitaker. So we'll see. Uh, until the next time, catch you guys. Love you guys. Enjoy the fights. <laughs>